Welcome to episode 56 of the Catching Up Podcast. I am your host, Connor Kaysen. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Nick Hughes, who is currently in Washington, D.C. And this week, I got asked a question from another local entrepreneur here in Seattle about them wanting to do a year-long road trip around the country, meeting entrepreneurs, specifically women business owners and entrepreneurs, and telling their stories. So I figured I would take the time in this episode, since Nick is actually doing that, to get some tips from him about things that he's learned and thought about while going on this 365 day road trip around the country. So I hope you enjoy some of these trips. If you're thinking about doing the same thing, I think this is a great show uh, for you to kind of learn some tidbits. But even if you're just a traveler in general, I think Nick has some really helpful little moments here that could make your trip a little easier. Thank you as always for watching the show. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, do all those things on the internet that we appreciate. It all matters so much to us. And I hope you enjoy episode 56. Nick, what is up? Connor, what's going on, man? Ooh, I see your profile says Founders Live. Is that because you're working on your podcast or what? <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, I changed that like a month or two ago. You just noticed oh, really? it now. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed it right now. Uh, that's awesome. Well, what's going on, Nick? This is the 56th episode of the show. How you been this week? Man, doing really well. Um, slightly recovering. Just, uh, you know, we had our Founders Live DC event last night, which uh, totally rocked. Um, it was at the Google offices here in um, Washington, D.C. Uh, you oh, that's been super cool. Oh, yeah, you would have been impressed. And, you know, the, the, uh, the attendance was great. You know, we probably had about 100 people there. And um, but the setup was like it was a not as big of room, but it was like very well done. And, you know, like obviously there was probably half a million to a million dollars of equipment in there. And, you know, um, we had our own AV guy and like the background was like, blue lights and there's like two big screens on each side of the room and i mean it was just that's like, awesome it was that sounds way like cool. super cool um so how did you get it yeah. at google uh, yeah, what so was that yeah repeat that man the event to be hosted by google we have a um really solid and growing uh partnership with google uh google cloud for startups specifically and um, that came about, you know, almost a year ago. And, and then in the last, like, you know, three or four months, um, you know, as we've gotten closer and expanding around, actually around the world, like with where we are, um, where Founders Live and Google are becoming more predominant, you know, basically they said, hey, look, you name a city, if we have an office or event space there, you know, we'd be more than happy to like host the event. And so, you know, in specific cities like um, D.C., Toronto, um, what else? We're looking at, um, there's a couple other cities, but specifically D.C. and Toronto. We're actually looking at L.A. as well, um, possibly New York for just if, if it works out, event there. So, yeah, they really, they really, really love Founders Live. We really appreciate and love Google and what they're doing. And um, they're a great partner. That's awesome. For us. That's super cool. So I want to kind of get quickly here into the topic of the week. And so I was meeting with this entrepreneur yesterday, and uh, she has a company here in Seattle that's all about uh, women empowerment. And she really just is passionate about t telling the stories of 
women entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, just unique women that are, you know, doing positive things within the community and within the world. And she really wants to go on a one year, 365 day road trip around the country, meeting these entrepreneurs, sharing their stories. And when she told me that, I was like, oh my gosh, like I do this show every week with a guy who's like really doing the exact same thing. Um, a little bit different goal, different purpose, obviously, with the company that you have. Uh, but I thought that would be kind of a perfect segue into having our show this week be about some tips about what it's like to be living on the road 365 days a year. And, um, you know, some of the trials and tribulations, what are the difficulties? What things have you learned? Also, like what convinced you to do it? Uh, yeah, and just so, you know, it could be helpful, at least to one person. And so what are some of the things that you've learned that you probably didn't know, you know, this time last year about the journey that you've been on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I was, I was thinking about this. And um, just from a, like, high level, you know, like, you know, I'll, I'll touch on, I guess, like, some of the things I learned, uh, essentially, the more kind of deeper thoughts in a second. But just, like, from tips and standpoint, like, the pretty much well look unless you have like massive amount of free capital to do this or income um the way to do it most of the people on this earth the way to do it is you actually cannot be paying rent in like a space that you're not using right so the way you know the story you, you can find out about the story but basically i moved out of the place i was living and i, I pretty much found myself in a position of Oh, at this moment in time, like I don't have a lease or I'm not paying rent. So then I then transitioned that into looking like the expenses that I would pay for like travel and Airbnb specifically like housing is essentially what okay. my rent was. So I, I flipped it over into, you know, my lifestyle and essentially my monthly burn personally has bumped up a little bit, but not a lot. You know, I think what the, uh, most of it is more just like the, the food and eating and, you know, being out um, as opposed to like going to the grocery store for every week or two and you're getting the food yeah. that you're eating at home. And so, um, so number one is like, you got to figure out either, you know, Airbnb your place. So you're actually cash flow neutral or you don't be paying rent and you're not paying rent. So you move out. And so I put my stuff in storage and so I don't have a place, a permanent place. And so that's, I think, number one. Number two is um, you can operate in your life. Like I have basically two bags and then my computer bag. So three total, but, you know, pack light. And, you know, quite frankly, especially when you're on the road, I mean, you're kind of wearing the same clothes every week. You're probably wearing the same clothes every week in your day-to-day -day yeah. life. So you realize like, whoa, I actually don't Ooh, need great, that great much tip. stuff, you know? Oh yeah. So, you know, I put all my other, you know, I've got a storage unit and then, you know, I've got two bags and I've kind of pared it down now. It, it works out well. Basically I've got like kind of a luggage suitcase and then like a duffel bag and I can stack them on top of each other and wheel it. And actually I throw my computer bag on there. So I've got one unit that I can wheel through the airport you know, it's like streamlined. Like I'm not carrying yeah. all this stuff anymore. Like, it's, it's literally like, it's all on one bag and I can wheel it through the airport. So, you know, packing light and making sure that realizing that, you know, 
and I know women are different, you know, women have more requirements, but you can still do this as a woman, you can still pare it down into the essentials and realize like, and you know, things like, okay, like I don't have a lot, I'm not carrying books. Like my, my father gave me books for my, for Christmas. And I was like, Hey, I can't yeah. carry these around, you know? So, um, so I would say third one is um, you, you got to map it out. Like y- you saw the announcement, like I basically determined the the tour and I mapped it out. And like, like I was telling this someone last night, like after the event, they were asking me stuff and I'm like, look, I'm way more detail oriented than I realized. And this has forced me to be that way. So, you know, you map it out. So you know what the heck you're doing. You essentially I'm booking Airbnbs two to four weeks in front of my, you know, of my travel. Um, you got to keep, keep up on that. And, and just like, if you map it out, you essentially know what, okay, like what's yeah. next, what's next month. What do I need to do? The Airbnbs I need to get, I need to look forward in four weeks. Um, you know, so um, I think mapping it out and determining where you're going to go and what you're going to do. So then you can promote it to like, I mean, that's what you see what I'm doing is like, I'm pushing out, I'm basically saying, Hey, I'm going to be in Seattle in a couple of weeks and then orienting for, I will be in New York for September and then I'll be in London for October. And so like being able to push that forward. Now you have, you have like a story and people in London are like, Oh sweet. Like, yeah. That makes sense. In like a month, you know? Yeah. So map it out and publicize it if that's what you're all about, because you get people interested, they reach out, they, you know, because I did that in my Boston, pretty much my entire Boston month was taken care of because a friend reached out and was like, Hey, you can stay at my place if you want, you know? So it ended up saving me money on as well as like hanging out with a friend. So, um, so that's probably the thing. And then the fourth one I would say is like, I think the biggest tip is like, be comfortable with uncertainty. And basically, I mean, I think the viewpoint here is, you know, you're almost just kind of surfing on top of the, the, the water, if you will. And you got to like, like things happen, things change. Like, you know, um, a good example is I was in Boston. I think I said this last week, but, you know, some plans changed. And I literally, it was, it was a Saturday night. I was, I did have a couple drinks, but I was like sat down and I, this is no joke. I'm a hundred percent serious. I was either going to go to Bermuda Whoa, okay. for like three days. Or I was going to go to New York and like, because we had our event and I, I mean, I literally went on, I went on uh, Airbnb and you know, the side story is travel like flights now, because we have a partnership with Delta, like we actually have a very, very, very good deal. Oh, that's sweet. For flights. I, and yeah. so if you get my, if you get my drift and so I was like, well, maybe I'll just fly to Bermuda and hang out. I've never been there. And I found on Airbnb, like a um, yacht, for like a hundred bucks, actually like 79. I mean, there was different, it was a huge yacht and it had different rooms and it was like, there was one for like $79 a night. There was one for like a hundred. And I was like, dude, I could go there for not yeah. that much. And, or, or then I, cho- I ended up choosing to go to New York and I, I took a total random trip to New York city and hung out for five days. And there's a huge story there. And I ended up g- dropping into the founders live New York event and and so like I totally pulled a um uh what's it called when the court audible uh, <laughs> I totally pulled an audible and you know shifted and and like that's because I'm like comfortable with uncertainty and 
some a calendar opened up and I was like, shoot, I'm, I think I'm good. I'm going to, I'm going to move along from Boston and I'm going to go check out New York because yeah. it's on the way to Washington DC. And so just being very comfortable with uncertainty and allowing the life to just kind of like, you just go with the flow and the op- opportunities so cool. open up. Um, yeah. So th- I think those are like some high level stuff that um, you got it. I think that yeah. those are requirements. Like you can't, you can't do this if you're not packing light. You can't do this if you're paying double, like it would be massive expensive if you're, if you're just like, oh, I'm going to go travel for a year and you still have like rent that you're paying on. Certainly. You're not staying in. And so I know you kind Mm -hmm. of, you actually made this decision to do this pretty quickly, right? It was like in a matter of like less than a month, right? That you're like, it was kind of on your radar, but then you're like, all right, I'm going. It, it was two weeks. within wow, two weeks. that's absolutely insane. Um, and, and I know life circumstance kind of yeah. uh, forced your hand a little bit on that, which was, uh, in hindsight, probably a blessing for you. Uh, but what about financial planning? So what I was talking about with this person was really like over, if she were to leave on January 1st, spending the next four months really understanding her budget constraints and understanding like what's the minimum amount of money that you either need to have saved or you need to uh, drive in revenue over the course of the year while you're traveling to uh, meet your minimum standards. Did you even, you know, have the chance to think that out at all? Did you have like a, I need to make 50K <laughs> and I can do this whole thing? Um, I, you know, obviously, I mean, this was December. So, you know, going in the end of the year, you don't, it's, you don't have a lot of time, but uh, I definitely did the like, it, it had to like map out. And um, basically what I determined was, look, if all things stay the same and, you know, I'm paying myself a, a small salary, so it's not a lot, but if, if, you know, same money on rent, if I map this out and if, if like, basically I determined, okay, there is a possible reality that things crash down and founders live revenue drops. If that's the case, then I'm basically like, I need to come back. Like I have to yeah. figure something else out. So I, I assumed the worst. And then I'm like, look, if everything stays the same, here's the amount. I literally like it, everything kind of flopped over to like what I was, you know, spending and earning in Seattle. And and then I was like, okay, this probably is going to be a net positive on the company. So then I assumed like, okay, here's the things I need to do to the goal is to increase revenue and business over the course of the year so that the cushion yep. gets larger and we're, we're we're definitely there now and we're um things are really looking good and over the next you know three to six months i'm excited for it but um yeah i just did a i did a basic budget um i started to really track you know through quickbooks like you know a lot of this travel i you know airbnb and um you know flights or basically Airbnb, Uber, and flights. I yep. was running through the company. Yeah, and those are expensive. That makes and, sense. And so, like, I mean, those are expenses. And so then you have your allotted amount, like what you're paying yourself and your salary, and you just make sure, like, you can maintain that. And, you know, the, I guess the lesson here is I think that I would say number five, if I was going to list off the fifth one, would be you, you got to make sure that you can work remote. Like, if you can't work remote um, or – you have revenue coming in no matter where you are in the world. That's a big, that's a problem. And so um, when I realized 
whoa, what I'm doing in Seattle, I could do in any city in the world. That's where it became real. And um, I knew that when I hit the road, I could still generate the revenue that we were generating when I was in Seattle. And and actually, because of of the story, this thing is going to grow. And um, yeah, so I think that that's the the budgeting is obviously personal. And you got to like sit down and look at and say like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? What's the best case scenario? What's probably going to be a reality? And if I can maintain this for six months or a year, will I be able to uh, afford it? And, you know, I'll be straightforward to say, like, I am not going mm-hmm. to do that on this. Like, I'm basically cash flow positive. I'm, I'm cash flowing it just like I was living in Seattle. Yeah, uh, that, that mm-hmm. actually is probably one of the biggest factors, right? Because if you can't make money without being in a physical location, then really this as an option is not going to really work for you. No. And, you know, I mean, maybe the answer then is, you know, look, that's where you quote save up to go on, you know, a trip or a tour for a year. But I I don't, I don't think that's the answer, at least for me, this whole tour is actually about for you. Well, it is. And it's also like, I'm proving to myself that there's a whole new way to live. And that is what I really was searching for versus like, I'm going to go on a a year or I'm going to, I'm going to go on a vacation. That's totally different because you're running away from something or vacation literally means you're leaving something to be in a other place and secluded or like you're closing yourself off. You're on vacation. This for me was a whole new life and we're like experiencing a life and actually being productive. Like actually, you know, I do the monthly I'm writing my monthly thing. It's taken a while to get this last month out, but I'm going to write in there that like, I totally understand what musicians on tour. I, I totally understand it now. And the craziest thing is musicians and artists go on tour. That's yes. where they earn their money. You know why? Because they're freaking focused and like being on the road makes you execute and be, of course they're probably oh, yeah. sometimes, but you're actually on, you're on a schedule. You are, performing you are on task and you you literally are earning so when they're like not on tour they're home they're probably like yeah. mentally checked out and like all this but when you're on tour dude yeah it's game on working. and and that's that's exactly what i'm doing so that was my mental shift ah right? yeah that's i i like how you put that in the i mean in the essence of being an artist right and when you're on tour you got to be on your a game but when you're home you kind of get a chance to chill and i guess yeah. that's going to be for you coming up here you, you get a, a time to decompress a little bit and so mm-hmm. this is a random question mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't prep you with this question uh, but i assume that you're listening to uh probably an insane amount of music right and or podcasts what like mm-hmm. what's been the soundtrack yeah. of your year so far like is there a song Ooh. that you listen to way uh, more than everything else um I wouldn't say a song, but I was, dude. So when I was in, um, this is pretty cool. When I was, when, uh, and this was with Raleigh when we were in the bus, but when we were in um, uh, New Mexico, Santa Fe, we ended up seeing this concert and it was, they're called The Midnight. Have you heard uh, of The Midnight? No, I haven't. Dude, they're kind of this like 80s synth. They're basically like, you know, younger people younger dudes and i think there's a girl in the band too but it's totally like eight like 
retro 80s like almost seems like it would be like music soundtrack for like yeah i'm looking at right now a synth wave band composed of atlanta-based singer songwriters yeah um yeah very interesting they got all these neon lights so yeah yeah so um we saw them in this was march and dude since then i've like i'll put them on you know i listen to them their radio and it just cycles through a bunch of different bands and it's like it's like really kind of unique kind of uh, it's synth and it's upbeat and it's cool and so i've been i've been listening to them so they're brand new for me and then uh i'm gonna drop a podcast which is amazing um jocko have you heard of jocko, jocko Willing? yeah Are you did you meet jocko yeah dude i'm uh, okay. i have not met him yet i would love to dude jocko i'm i'm um i discovered him right before i left actually um and i've been listening to him most I mean, dude, his podcasts are like freaking two or three hours long, though. So they're just a they're a, it's like a eating yeah. a huge burrito, you know. Just like oh my god, but um, he's awesome. So I've been. Have you to listened to his first show with Tim Ferriss? Yeah, because yeah, that was like yeah, that was where he came out. Like ones, Tim Ferriss, like immediately gave him this huge platform. Um, you know, I mean, that's the power that certain people have and the influence and the audience that they have. Um, yeah, cause no one really knew who he was. Then he was on this one podcast and now he's got his own media company. I have one of his books sitting here on my shelf that signed because Amanda met him at an event, uh, maybe a year or two ago. Um, but I still haven't read it. I'm just still sitting on it. I think it's this one. It's called Extreme is Ownership. It? Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've listened, I've read Dichotomy of uh, leadership which is um his i mean he's written a number of books now but um yeah he's uh yeah. he's solid and what i like about uh what i like about him is dude his it's it's all about his voice dude like he's just like i love his voice and then he, they definitely takes you into you know what would it be like to be a um, navy seal and like in like in a military and um, war experience because, you know, that's not anything that I've experienced before. And so I love how he pulls leadership out of these, like, massively crazy experiences that most soldiers yeah. are going oh, through. That's, yeah, that's wild. I, I got to dive into it. It's sitting here on my bookshelf. Um, let's make next week's episode. I just wrote it down in a spreadsheet. Let's talk about books next week. Um, Sweet. Perfect. Well, yeah. that unless you have any other tips, Nick, about uh, living on the road, uh, specifically for someone who wants to – uh, are considering doing this. I mean, is there any other big takeaway? Uh, pro- I would assume like they should do it, right? Like I would think that this is going to be a year that you will <laughs> never regret. You'll be so thankful that you did it. Um, and it's kind of going to change the the course of your life, I assume. Oh yeah, it, it has already. And <clears throat> I would just say it's, um, it's, it's definitely something to not be taken lightly, but it's definitely something that I would, I would suggest if you can anyone do, cause it is a life changing thing. And, um, you know, I think the last thing is, you know, when you're on the road, don't forget your health and, you know, make sure that you, um, st- you know, stay healthy, be moving, exercising. Um, cause that can get lost and, and that's not yeah. what you want to get. Great point. So. Great point. Well, well, yeah. thank you, as yeah. always, Nick, for uh, joining me here on the Catching Up podcast. Uh, what do you got planned this weekend? It's kind of an open weekend, but uh, I'm in D.C., and I, I definitely 
need to go walk around and I just want to see some of the buildings and, you know, some of the, 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 just museums or, you know, um, the, the historical nature of this city that I'm excited yeah. to take in. A awesome. Bit. Well, enjoy, uh, looking mm-hmm. forward to talking with you next week. Thanks as always. Um, if you are curious about learning more about Nick and founders live, you can check them at founderslive.com, shoot him a tweet or hit them up on LinkedIn. Uh, if you're curious about me, Connor Kaysen, you can check me out at Find Me in Seattle on all the social platforms. If you're in Seattle, I have a brand new video out about the pop-up bar at Smith Tower called The Lookout, the 22nd floor. Love for you to check that out. Uh, Nick, thank you very much, and I'll talk nice. to you next Friday. All right, peace.